Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this extra special edition of the Attacking Scrum podcast. We finally know who has made Warren Gatlin's 36, or should that be 37-man squad, to tour South Africa. And I don't think any of us could have predicted this. Uh, And thank God all the predictions are over. So now it's time to dissect the squad, have some reaction, and who better to do that with than the mighty Murph and Daniel Killick. How are we doing, fellas? How are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm really good. I've, I've got a tie on for this occasion. Such such a big occasion, isn't it? The tie is on and um, yeah, suited and booted. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, that was that was your thinking when we're doing an audio only podcast for you to for, for you to dress up for it. And Murph's even rocking his Ugo Monier uh, specs on the go there. Very trendy, Murph. Ugo Monier specs and like a Big Lebowski kind of outfit just hanging around in my pants. Uh, I haven't partaken of any uh, illicit substances, but I am very relaxed in complete contrast. <laughs> Man, I, I, lo- I love that movie. I, if you, the more Lebowski references you can drop into this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that sums up the whole part, I think. It does, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see who uh, let, yeah, let's see who's going to tie the Lions' side together like the Big Lebowski's rug. Let's get stuck into it. A very quick recap for anyone who's been living on the moon, or Dan Killick, who has been showing people around houses all day and ha- hasn't had even had a chance to have a look at the squad. Uh, this is the thirty-seven man squad to tour South Africa. Mako Vinopola, Xander Fagerson, 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 uh, Tyke Furlong, Win Jones, Andrew Porter, Roy Sutherland are the props. Hookers, Luke Cowan, Dickey, Jamie George, Ken Owens, Locks, Ian Henderson, Johnny Hill, Mario Toje, Alwyn Jones, Courtney Laws, and Tyke Byrne if he counts. Back row: Jack Conan, Tom Curry, Toby Falatau, Sam Simmons, Justin Tiprick, Hamish Watson, and in the backs. It is scrum halves of Connor Murray, Gareth Davis, Ali slash Tommy Price, fly halves of Dan Bigger and Finn Russell, centres Owen Farrell, Bundy Aki, Chris Harris, Robbie Henshaw, and back threes of Elliot Daly, Josh Adams, Stuart Hogg, Lewis Reece Samet, Liam Williams, Duan van der Merwe, and Anthony Watson. Right, to get us underway, boys, I would like one sentence from each of you that describes your thoughts on this squad. And we're going to start with the mighty Murph. Um, well, I'm in shock. I'm in shock over Josh Navidi. Like we, we, when we, <laughs> when we <laughs> selected our side, we barely touched on Jack Conan. 
I think we, uh, I think you mentioned Kaylin Doris. You mentioned Kaylin Doris more. I think you. I think you. To be fair, you brought up Jack Conan, and you said uh, that actually he'd um, you know he put a couple of a couple of good performances together. I don't think. It, well, certainly none of us saw him being included in there. Is it? I mean, let's let's just drill down on the the Josh Navidi stuff, right? Let's tackle the elephant in the room. Obviously, we've made a massive point. Um, I think I've t- I think I told everyone I know that he's a that he was a guaranteed test player. Um, so it shows what I know. Um, but we've had a couple of questions in on this as well. Um, so let's tackle Josh Navidi first. Uh, Greg Sherrington said Josh Navidi discussed. So I mean, let's. Let's jump straight into it. I, also, I did have this good one as well from uh, from Aidan McCarthy, who's uh, an old family friend of ours and Big Island fan. Uh, he said, I'm convinced that Gatland has ignored Josh Navidi for the line specifically to mess with the attacking scrummers. Is the cycling podcast going ahead? And <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only reason I can think, Murph, is that perhaps Conan gives you more of a, a genuine eight as cover, possibly. I mean, obviously, you know, I'd have taken Navidi. I still would, but I don't know. Is, is that possible? Gatlin, Gatlin was questioned uh, in the conference after, and he specifically made reference to Josh's shoulder and the fact he's not going to be fit till June. Right. And I think whether that was decisive or if he already had a lean in that way anyway, I, I don't know, but I would have had him on one leg. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously... That's the one we're centering on because we're big fans of his. So the shocks all across, all across, all across the squad. But that's the one I think is the is it the biggest shock? Mm. Is Kyle Sinclair's a bit of a shock as well, but I think so. I think I think Sinclair is a bigger shock for I don't know actually. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, you know, I thought Navidi was a banker. Dan, let's let's get your thoughts first of all. One sentence on the overall squad. Yeah, so I think it's a very exciting squad and it's a squad really picked primarily on form. So how many times have we said, you know, pick on form, it's, it's, all, it's, it's what you have to do. And um, there are a few players that go against that, but mainly it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a squad on form. It's, nobody would have really called this, would they? Which is, which is why it's probably thrown, you know, it throws it well up, well open for so much debate, doesn't it? And um, it was always probably going to be that way, but there's just so many huge calls, aren't they? That how we're going to squeeze this podcast into you know 45 minutes to an hour, I don't know. But as I've um, as you you alluded to, I came to this fairly late because I was pretty busy during the day. But I'm actually really excited about about the squad. It's it's a cracker, isn't it? It's there's so much so much quality left behind as well. That um, yeah, huge, huge calls though. So many to go through. What? Let's let's get your thoughts on Josh Navidi though. Do you think it's a yeah. thing or is it a uh, is it an injury thing? What's what's your rationale on why he's not in there? I do think it's an injury thing. I think they must have spoken to him and thought about the Gatlin's tour. You know, mentioned about durability before, isn't he? And I think probably he must have thought that it wouldn't have been. It was just going to be too, you know, too much for him, too much for him too soon, and too, you know, too long a tour then for him to for him to come through it because it's going to be hugely, it's going to be hugely physical, isn't it? And yeah, we've we've gone with, I suppose three. It's interesting, isn't it? Three eights. Um, I know they can play in a couple of different positions, but it's they're obviously really looking at that position as a, as an absolute key one, which is it's quite interesting in itself, isn't it? It's a it's bag loads of pace in the back row. If you look at it, if you yeah. leave out people like Billy, Unipola, Josh is not slow, but you know we, we wouldn't think of him as a pace guy. If you look who is there, then you have got Tiprick, Hamish Watson. Uh, I don't can't remember who the other open side Simmons. is. Uh, well, Simmons is uh, Curry. Curry's the other open side. Yeah, Curry. so he, but he plays six as well, but he's not slow. Then you got pace at eight with uh, Falatau, Conan, who play across the back row, and Simmons. It's just like a because we were talking about whether they would cover, 
you were concerned about whether they would cover the kind of a, the six-two split on the bench and the size of their second rows and all the thing. Well, they caught us up by picking six second rows. They, that's why they've gone up to thirty-seven in the squad because they've squeezed an extra second row. Mm. Uh, so they've got they've matched them for the size, but in the back row they haven't gone really gone anywhere near size. They just all, all all pace all across the back row. So in that regard, you're right; it is exciting. But um, I'm still picking up cycling monthly tomorrow. From the from the news agents, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's explo it is really explosive, isn't it? I think that's yeah. the thing, Dan. Is you like, know, quick hard grounds. You've got to you've got to have like obviously you think of the spring box and you think of the power that they bring, but power is one thing, but you need that dynamic explosive power, which is what I think the likes of Simmons give you, and you know Toby gives you that as well because it's he's a big strong guy, but it's never like a a Billy Vernapola, Scott Quinnell kind of like trundling through barreling runs. You know, it's it's about it's about being quick and great footwork and and you do need that over there. If you you know if you take a slow back row, which let's be honest, Billy is Billy is much better suited to to the you know the harsh winters over here than he is uh, than he is over in South Africa. So that's and of course he's bang out of form. So, but this this is the kind of back row that that I think really is. It, there is there are some great options in there, but I also think Gatland is keeping uh, very much keeping his options open with regards to a lot of those second rows play six as well. So Burn, Atoji, yeah. um, and Laws and Henderson have all played international rugby at, at six. So I mean, Alan Jones has if you go back fifteen years, but you know they. The bulk of those players have uh, have got experience at six as well, so it, it just gives you a, it gives you a couple of options. But I think it's about I think it's about getting a really speedy, quick, dynamic back row. I could see twin fetches alongside Toby and and stuff like that. But some exciting options. Right, let's take another question from one of our listeners. And Dan, you've touched on some of this now. This one's coming from Morgan Ball, but I'm going to throw this one over to you. Has the squad placed too much emphasis on club form? There's there's a there's quite a bit of uh, emphasis on club form, but I think there there kind of has to be there kind of has to be quite a uh, quite a good amount on you know on the sort of club form because if we're looking at this particular tour. Um, He's, you know, Gatland. The one, the one little clip I did uh, did listen to on the on on the Uber home. I think it was Five Live. Was Gatland talking about du you know, durability of uh, of players? And I suppose with club, you've got players that are playing, you know, week in week out. Especially if you look at Exeter, he's he's, you know, with Simmons, he's played he's played a lot of he played a lot of rugby, isn't he? Um, you know, over the over the last few years, and he's. He's proved really that he can go. He can go toe to toe in in a good number of games, and that's that's going to be really important. So, I think I think club, depending on what club you're playing, you know, where, what league you're playing in, what club you're at, then he was always gonna he was always gonna go go down that route partially. Yeah. Um, and I think club form is it's also very different, isn't it? Playing club than. Um, than international and you you i think with the lions you because it's they they get more time they get quite a bit of time with them don't they you 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 can kind of make it into a bit of a um a bit of a club and look at look at combinations in a slightly different way to the international so yeah i mean I, you, you don't you don't have as many opportunities to do that this time around there's less midweek games and, and things like that although to be fair one of those midweek games is the one in between tests which is a proper dirt trackers um, outing but the one thing I would say to counter it though Dan is I think if you look at I mean there are 10 Welsh players in there well there's no club form from any Welsh players other than maybe um, Falatau and Bigger who are playing in England because this you know the, the club form of, of the players playing in Wales is is completely irrelevant I would I, I think it's more about big match club form so I think you look at Simmons he's doing it in a side that are probably the best in England and you know have got some serious European pedigree. It's not like people who were you know were clambering to say that Danny Care should be in the side because he's had a handful. Of, you know, not a handful. He's had a very very good season at Harlequins. I I think it, you know it's about form 
that you show under real pressure in big pressure games. And, and that's why I think, that's why I, I don't think it's too much on club form for me. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot, even you take someone like Finn Russell, you know, his, his club form at Racing 92 from, particularly from last season, is in big high pressure games. He hasn't got much club form this season. So I think it's a, I think it's a real mix in there rather than being, you know, let's just pick 37 players who are all in form for their clubs. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it leans it leans too far towards one side, does it? It's fairly it's fairly down the middle, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, Jamie Jamie George, Owen Farrell, Elliot Daly, none of them are in there in club form because they're playing in the they're playing in the championship, and and none of them had very good Six Nations either. So I think I think it's a mixture of players who are proven at international and and the high you know top end international. Um, level because you know we know that Farrell you know like him or loathe him he has the temperament to play you know he's, he's played a load of Lions tests already and performed in them so yeah you know he's got that he's got that in his armory we know the likes of Liam Williams thrives on the big occasion we know Dan Bigger does even though he hasn't got a Lions test Alan Jones Maratoji you know had a massive series last time round Jamie George is in there for that because he had an excellent test series and you know has proven to be a, a dependable player. So I think I think it's about showing Gatland the form that that means you can cut it at the the highest level, and and that's why you know I, I don't think it's too much level towards club form. What's your thoughts on this, Murph? I noticed your dinner's just arrived on a tray. What are you um what, uh, what are you looking into? Steak and veg, like an athlete. Um, Oh, yeah. I um I was classic cyclist meal that wouldn't have. Yeah, that's right. No carbs. Yeah, that's fat it. adapted as they say, fat adapted. Um, I was going to say I, I posted this afternoon about the Lions squad selection being like a huge elongated slap in the face for Eddie Jones. I don't know if you saw that because <laughs> it is uh, overlooking loads of Eddie's stalwarts and favourites like. Slade, Wunipola, Billy Wunipola, uh, Sinclair. Uh, John May, Sinclair, long list, and picking boys that he's either refused to pick, so Simmons, and boys that he's dropped this year has been brought in. So uh, Elliot Daly, uh, Johnny Hill, who was in and out again. So yeah, it felt like a, it felt like a kind of a, a subtle up yours. I thought too. <laughs> it's obviously not. It's more, much more bigger than petty rivalries, but. It, it, it can be read that way anyway, which I was using. I think it can be read that way because Eddie Jones has got his selections wrong, hasn't he? You know, the, no. the the results and the performances kind of show that. And I think that's the, you know, that's it. That's exactly why it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a horrible season for, um, for Eddie Jones. And I think the fact that he's stuck with so many players who have been out of form is, um, you know, is exactly what the, um, it's exactly what the doctor ordered really is, is some of those some of those form players to to come in? Although I do have to say, you know, when we're talking when we are talking about when we are talking about form, you know, the Elliot Daly one, I, I'd like to drill down on this a little bit more just before we go for a break because I think that I'm a big fan of his, and I think we've said on this before, he's a great player, but I think he's been he's been dealt a rough deal by playing at 15 for England because he just doesn't look comfortable there. Uh, I can see all the attributes he's got, you know, again, proven at Lions level, had a fantastic test series in 2017, has a massive boot, which will be hugely important at altitude and also uh, can play, you know, can play on the wings and, um, and, uh, and, at, uh, and in the centers as well. And, um, but my problem is, the last time he faced South Africa in the World Cup final, he had a stinker under the high ball, and that's that's my big that's my big concern. There is why you would take a player like that. I don't know. I just can't see. I can't see Daly fitting into the fitting well, into the uh, the test side. Most important thing is he's picked as a centre. Is that it? Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's not picked out of position for a start, and one of the reasons why he, you know he doesn't do the high ball very well is because he's he's not a fullback. I mean, I think yeah. he's he, he's a guy who's got so much. You know, pace and what have you, that he gets away with a lot of things. But I don't think he's a natural fullback. He's been picked on position for seasons by his. Um, but he never plays. I, does he? Oh, he does play there for Saracens on occasions, doesn't he? But uh, he, he's been picked on position for seasons on end by his coach, and he's going to go there. And the closest he's going to get to fullback is wing. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. 13, 11, or fourteen. 
And I think we'll see the best of him, especially on the uh, firm pitches. And, and if if uh, the Lions play the way the back row selection suggests, I think you'll have a, potentially have a great tour. Centres is a fascinating one. Um and we're going to get uh, we're going to get deep into that in a minute. But first, we're going to take this very very quick break so Murph can scoff down his steak and veg. Right, Brack. Oh, we're Brack. We're Brack. We're back. we're back after an extended break to watch Murph wolf down his uh, wolf down his steak, but also go on a rant about kits, which we will have to say for another time because that was to be uh, to be honest, I think that might have been the best. That might have been the best ten minutes of the of the podcast there, Murph. <laughs> I, w- I wish we'd had the microphones on when that was going <laughs> no on. One was, no one was listening. No one was listening, <laughs> but there we go. Uh, Dan, you're keen to talk more about the centres and, and actually build on the Elliot Daly stuff, mate. The, the floor is yours. Yeah, I am. The Elliot Daly selection really excites me because, like um, Murph said there, I I felt very sorry for him over the last few years that Eddie Jones has played him in the positions he's played in. And it's purely because he's such a talented player. And how many times have we seen this? The talented players you know, tend to get moved around in different positions because they're so good, but it doesn't do any favours for them. And it's just great to see that the Lions selectors have actually picked him in a position that he's not playing in, but the position that he, he you know, he should be playing in, wants to play in. And if you put him in around all the top players, that's going to be so exciting. To see him in that 13, that outside channel, I think is going to be, you know, I, I hope it happens and I think it will, um, will, will be great. And, you know, if he's not there and he, he ends up going on the wing, then I think he can do an okay, an okay job job there. But he's he's a centre for me all day, all every day of the week. And um, I think that it's easy to look at that selection and go, how on earth is he in there? But for that, that it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really, um, really good move that I think. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to make that point really. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of merit in that selection because you know you're not going to take Elliot Daly as someone who is just going to be there as a fringe squad player, you know, fill in a bit of midweek stuff. Because if you're going to do that again, you take a player who was bang in form. You're taking him in a position where actually centres are completely up for grabs. You know, you've got four specialists. Well, not even specialists. You've got three specialist centres in Aki, Harris and Henshaw. And then you've got Farrell and Daly who can fill in there. So it is one of those positions that's genuinely up for grabs. And I do think that's still important, even on this truncated tour. It's important that players who go have a realistic shot of making the test team if they string some some good performances together. What do you reckon when it comes to centres, Murph? Uh, it just goes back to my point, actually, that if, if you think of it, Daly's been picked as a centre, and the guy that Eddie Jones has been really persevering with, well, you know, you could argue quite rightly, but the guy has been really loyal to over the last few seasons is not on the tour. Henry Slade is not going. Elliot Daly is going. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like another... Have that, Ed. <laughs> and, you know, um, there's, there's not too many examples like that, but, you know, there is the Johnny Hill inclusion and the Sam Simmons inclusion. And obviously the um, uh, Sinclair being left out, but th- that that is the worst one because he's left out an English player and brought in an English player in his place, if you know what I mean. So um, yeah, we takes the yeah. edge of the Josh Navidi situation, but really. it, we saw we sort of we sort of touched on it really, didn't we, with the Eddie Jones thing? How like how bizarre his selections have been, and that it could it could count against. You know, it could count against a number of players, but it's sort of it has in some respects, but also it's it's worked the other way as well, isn't it? And it's yeah, it is. It's a real it's a it's a it's a real kick to uh, to Eddie as well, isn't it? And it's a it's a great move by the coaches, isn't it, to identify them and still think you know still think that they can do a job if they're played in uh, you know in different in different positions because it's 
it's probably a harder call to make, isn't it, really? Dan, this podcast is many things. Uh, it is a, a covert cycling podcast. I'm desperate <laughs> to try and turn it into a horse racing podcast. Uh, it's a Josh Navidi fan club. But it is also uh, sticking the boot into Eddie Jones every now and again, and particularly when it comes to selection, uh, which again will probably be echoed throughout this uh, throughout this show and probably throughout the whole tour. Um, yeah, it's Harris. Not, yeah, we're talking about centres. I don't think it's that. I think there will be a lot of people who perhaps um, I don't know. I think there, there might be a lot of casual fans who will be thinking that's a very that's a surprise inclusion. I think there's. A, a lot to like about it because I thought he had an excellent Six Nations and Scotland's defence was, you know, was enough for Tandy to get the to get the gig as defence coach. And obviously, I'm sure that's played a part of it. That's played part, you know, the, the fact that his opinion would have, I imagine, been in Gatlin's ear. But I also think that it's, I don't know, there's just this, he's not a fussy player. There's not a lot about it. But it's, again, it's a position that's wide open. He could well be one of those players who... You know, writes his name in writes his name in Lions in Lions folklore by by stringing together some really solid performances, getting into that test team, um, and making a name for himself. You know, think back to two thousand and one and Rob Henderson coming into the side. Rob Henderson had his best ever games as a professional rugby player, playing in playing in Lions test matches. And I know that's a that's a different era and it's a long time ago, but. There, there are there are lots of players where that's happening. You think about players like Tom Croft and Stephen Ferris and players like that, where again they they turned up in South Africa '09 and they had, their, in my opinion, they had their best ever games in the red of the Lions than they did uh, than they did in international or club or club shirts. So I don't, I, you know, that might maybe this won't happen with Harris. Maybe you'll get injured in the first bloody game. But all I'm saying is I think there's there is a lot to like about that selection. Well, there's a when it comes to talking about centres, there's a couple of elephants in the room, isn't it? There's there's George North's absence and there's Manu Tuolagi's absence. If both of those are fit, Chris Harris and possibly Bundyaki, I don't know, don't even go on. The, I, it's hard to say what the pecking order was in Gatlin's mind when George North pulled out. Was Bundyaki in his side the whole time, or did Bundy come in late? You know, if Tuolagi was fit, which player would get overlooked? It's hard to say, but. Um, they, they would both be, if fit, they would both be on the tour. And some of some of these guys who are selected would miss out. So um, I guess we never know when it comes to that. But uh, I, I, you're right, it, loads of players have gone. Jeremy Guskett was uncapped on his first Lions tour. I just found out in recent weeks. No way. Yeah, I think 89, he hadn't been picked by England. That can't be right, Murph. I think so. Wow. Yeah. I think so. We'll have to double check that, obviously. It could be just yeah. like a... Could be like some kind of lockdown fever dream I've had. Yeah, lockdown fever dream, or you've been following yeah. some fake news on on Twitter that dates he was, back. He was, yeah. he was definitely un, un, unfancy. I mean, he's well, apart from anything else, he was too expensive for the English yeah. team. And you know, uh, um, so I think he was. And uh, and, the, and there's loads. There's loads of players who get Scott Gibbs, for example, wasn't wasn't uh, trumpeted outside this country much at all. And he went on the tour and displaced the English captain from the yeah. test team came back lots of players that are good they go as like a as a outside pick come back as established international or even world-class players from a tour so you're right it could some of these um uh chris harris types in the squad who are kind of from left field could come back as uh heroes so which i think which i think is the exciting thing about the lions and i know it's you know it's a little bit nostalgic to look back but you know again eric miller's another one for you eric miller in 97 you know again i I don't remember too much about Eric Miller before or after that tour, but again, you Big number that. eight. Yeah, the, Leicester. Know, yeah. yeah, Leicester and, you know, got around the park really well. Yeah, I liked played, him. Uh, played in the Test Series. I can't remember if he was off the bench or or not, but, you know, he's certainly a part of that a part of that tour. And obviously it's tempting to say that it's nostalgia, but that's what the Lions is all about. And this is why 2005 just did not work because he famously split the camp into two. So people who were out there who knew they were just dirt trackers. And when you've got a squad of 45, 50 players, plus everyone else who's who's on there as well, it makes for an unhappy camp. And everyone, I think, I genuinely think that everyone in this in this squad has a shot at playing, uh, playing the test. And I think there are players in who aren't in this squad who have a test at playing in the 
uh, have a shot at playing in the test. I wouldn't even, I still wouldn't be surprised to see Josh Navidi play at a test at this stage. There's definitely going to be changes before this tour even leaves because there's loads of rugby left to play. Not, not so much for our boys, but the boys still involved in um, uh, European tournaments and, and obviously the Gallagher Premiership, in my view. So the, this, this, this squad is guaranteed at least one of them won't even get on the plane. Yeah, exactly. And it happens, it happens every time. Yeah. Um, I've deliberately steered clear of, or other than putting out a, a request for questions, I've deliberately steered clear of Twitter today because I kind of, I just thought, oh, this is going to descend into the usual parochial bickering. But strangely, it's almost like it's, it's the, the most balanced in terms of nationality yeah. That, yeah. that I can ever remember. I found um, it an annoyingly positive in some way. <laughs> so the, the journalists... Um, the journalist to pounce on something you know when i would get their teeth into gatland over something but nothing all i caught was people saying congratulations to everyone involved and comm commiserations with those who missed out it's like well come on get on with it do you think is it a bit like murph when you go into a pub and you suddenly realize it's a bit of a fancy pub when you want there to be at least you know <laughs> a slightly a few shady characters a fruit machine in the corner slightly sticky <laughs> carpets you know <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm done with rowing on Twitter. I was just I, I, I genuinely think that you know it, that I said I said it before. I thought whoever he names, and I didn't envisage this squad. I thought whoever he names, they'll all be good enough to go. And I still think that. Like I honestly think this might be one of the, the strongest squads to to leave these shores. And there's there's not that even players like Conan who wouldn't have been in my side, Johnny Hill wouldn't have been in mine. You know, we can go back and uh, go back and listen to our squad selections, but. There, I think there is so much to like about the squad. If you're, if you're, if you, if you feel that confident that you can leave Carl Sinclair out, and you know, I think he's, I, and I do find that one odd. But it's if you're confident enough to leave him out, then it's it's not because it, it's not that it's not like he's called up John Hayes to come and prop. You know, it's like every one of those props has something about them, and I think that it's like that across the board. You know, all the players there. You know, yeah, maybe Aki's not the most exciting player to watch, but he's, you know, he's still a proven international player. Yeah, but I, I mentioned him in relation to trying to uh, cope with Damien Dialende because uh, one of the selections we went through was fairly lightweight, you know. Mm. If George, especially if George is not there, and obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Manning Tuolagi. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but there's a couple I would have... Like I said, that the, there was a hill I, want, I was willing to die on, and that was Johnny Gray. And they've taken six second roads, and he's still not one of them. Yeah. So what, what, what I've been watching, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a lack of height, maybe, because he's gone for some lighthouses in Courtney Laws and um, uh, Johnny Hill instead. So maybe that was it, just line out presence, you know? Well, our, uh, squad, um, our squad was definitely lacking in was lacking in lighthouses, wasn't it? And to be fair, yeah. Courtney none Lord of them were fit or informed. So exactly, Laws was one of those players we wrote off because we just thought he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be able to get enough rugby under his belt to to yeah. do it. But we did say though that it was quite. We did we did acknowledge that, that didn't we? We said it was light on light on big boys in the second row. I yeah. do like I do like the thought of Dan delivering Dan being you know Lions head coach and delivering that in his post match. Um, in his post-match interview, saying, "Look, I did acknowledge before the game we might get stuffed up front, but <laughs> yeah." Uh... But what about right? We, let's quickly touch on this before we take another couple of listeners' questions. Just while we're talking about, because I I found the whole nationality thing really really boring. Like I, I don't know why the BBC split stuff into you know split stuff into um oh here's here's the eleven Englishmen that are, that are playing here. What? In fairness, it's a it's a hot topic in Scottish rugby because there's been barely any Scottish people on the tour for. But that's a story. That's the story there, right? Is that actually Scotland have have got more representatives on this? That is an angle. But whether or not eleven or fourteen Englishmen go or not, I'm a bit I'm a bit done with that. Like it's just, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like this is one of those rare opportunities where you get to cheer on players that you hate normally, you know, <laughs> I hate most of it. Not, you know, you know, I use hate, in a, in the rugby term, right. You know, it's, you know, it's not strong enough, is it? Well, you, you know what I mean, mate. I don't, watch, you know, I, I, never I know watch, what you mean. I never yeah. watch Owen Farrell and think, God, you know, I, I really, I really like him to play when he's got that England shirt on, you know, you want to watch him. 
you want to watch him uh, take it, you know, take a big tackle or get turned over or or whatever. But this is the this is the opportunity where you get to like these players. So I do find that stuff a bit a bit nauseating. But the Scotland one, it, like you said, Murph, that's the bit that I think is interesting because as as much as they have improved, they've not won anything or they've not uh, they've not you know. I think with the exception of Hogg and Hogg and Russell who are applying their trade elsewhere, you know, it's it's not like you could say, well, these players are featuring in in semi-finals and, and finals of, of top European competition. So I do find it interesting, but I really like those play- those Scottish players who've been selected. I think with all those Scottish boys though, uh, all the eight, bar bar um bar Finn Russell, the D's is hot and cold there. They're out and out in form, aren't they? They've, play, they've, play, they've, they've played really well. You know, Harris, a lot of chat about him. He's played, he's played really well, hasn't he? He's had some great games for, for, for club as well. Leads the defence there. And, and Tandy's obviously probably had a, had a big influence on that. And, you know, you know they're going to be coming down the, coming down the middle of the park pretty, pretty heavily in South Africa, don't you, on the dry park? So, and then all the other Scottish boys are, are, are really in form. So it is quite a big... Con- it's quite a big contingent from them, but you, you, you can't really have too many arguments with it, can you? Really? Well, I, I am a little bit shocked with Rory Sutherland. We didn't even really touch on him when we were picking out. So we, we mentioned Ferguson and we mentioned Ollie Kebble, that Rory Sutherland didn't figure too much in our chat. And if you look at the selection of front row across the whole three positions, they're all scrummages. He's left out the non-scrummager yeah. in, in Sinclair. Because, he, you know, he, he, I'm not saying he can't scrummage, but he's not high, high no level. renowned for it. He, he, he's yeah, not, yeah. he doesn't have loose heads quaking in their boots at scrum time, does he? You know, he's a, he's a ball carrying forward. Um, so Sutherland's oh. gone on his scrummaging. Wynne Jones has oh. gone on his scrummaging. Ferguson's gone on his scrummaging. And they're all boys who possibly over the border in different countries weren't favourites to play. So there's, there's a clear... There's a clear trend for scrummaging front row, massive, if possible, second row, and pace in the back row. Pace, that that, that yeah. looks like a trend across the whole pack. I would say, I would say though, there is there is a man who'd probably disagree with you on that front, and that's Adam Jones. If you've heard him speak about about some of these guys scrummaging, now obviously, as he admits, he's got a you know a vested interest in Carl Sinclair because he he coaches him, and you know he's I, I, anymore. Sorry, not anymore. Well, no, but he has, you know, he's worked yes, very, very closely with him, you know, and he knows, you know, he knows um, what he's capable of. And he's, he, you know, he still picks him up to this, to this day. Mm. And he was, he was quite critical over, over Ferguson and said that, you know, when the pressure came on against France, that he did struggle in, in that regard. Now, again, scrummaging is one of those things that I know naff all about. Um, Dan certainly knows nothing about it. Murph, you'll know more <laughs> than both of us, but that... But yeah, I mean, I think if you were looking down that route, you know, arguably Tom Francis would would be in there if you were just looking at the strongest scrummages. I'm not saying he should be, but well, he's gone Porter, hasn't he? He's gone. He's gone. Obviously, Furlong's going to be the mm. starting three bar accidents. But it, all both the backups, neither of them are, you know, particularly mobile. For, you know, as far as props go, but they're they're solid tight heads who are going to anchor the scrum. Obviously, that you know, there's going to be a difference of opinion over over Vegas and everything, but they look. If you look at the shape of all three of them, they look like old-fashioned threes. And uh, Singler is very much a modern type of three, but as obviously Furlong's got the extra bits to his game as well. But you know, I just think, especially when you look at Lucid, you've got Win Jones, Sutherland, and Mako. Mako's the only one in that. Lineup of props who you wouldn't say is a specialist scrummager. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. And obviously, Porter covers both sides as well, which is a which is a boon on tour, isn't it? Because it does give you it does give you that uh, as an option. But yeah, it's super very... strong, really strong scrummaging outfit, isn't it? It's, in, it's interesting. Yeah, Murph picking up on that. It's it's all out. It's all out power, isn't it? Let's really, hope... really strong. Well, Strong boys there. You know, the only form you've got to go on with South Africa is the last World Cup. Yeah. And it demolished England at the scrum. And you know, you know, people say, oh, well, Sinclair went off with concussion in the first few minutes. But Dan Cole is a bigger scrummager than 
I don't care what anyone says. Dan, I don't care what Adam Jones says either. Dan Cole is a bigger scrummager than Kyle Sinclair came on and got hammered. And then both loose heads got hammered against the South Africa in their last international game. So, you know, f- for yeah. people to question any of these selections, it's, it's clear what, what what's in their mind. It, 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 they, what, they, they've got to be able to cope with the South African scrum, even if, you know, the beast is retired now and various other people aren't there anymore. So you still, even if they were down to their fifth choice, yeah. uh, Luke said, you still know what's coming against South Africa in this, in, you know, at, at scrum time. So they, they, they haven't shied away from the, the issue, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I, um, I would say that you know, Adam Jones already doesn't like me, so I, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to disagree with him anymore. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna have to back him over you on that one, Murph. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would back him over me as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take another let's take another question from uh, a listener. This one's from Gareth Davis. Is Simmons going to uh, just going to carry a tackle bag? The Premiership final clashing with the Tour start. Will he be able to make a mark? in time to start in the test matches Dan at at the moment I can't see him you know I can't see him starting then looking at looking at the the uh, squad there and yeah the way in which he's he's got that run of games uh, coming up before he gets there so I I I think he's got a bit he's got a fair bit of work to do but he's someone that is um is so exciting and explosive that you 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 certainly wouldn't rule him out would you I don't think you'd rule him out you can't I don't think a single player in, like I said before I don't think a single player in that squad is going to carry tackle bags you can't you know you if you if you're upping it to 37 there's there's no one going to carry tackle bags will he yeah. have enough time to displace Toby I I I mean, you're facing an uphill battle to 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 dislodge Toby because the guy is sheer class. But as we said before, anything can happen. Toby could pick up a minor injury, could pick up a major injury. You might suddenly decide, you know what? I want to back row with both of them in. You know, I want to I want to I want to roll the dice, or I want I want Sam Simmons on the bench. You know, he, it could be that he tears it up. I think he will have enough time to to make an impression. The game he's going to miss, obviously, is the the Scot uh, the game in Scotland, uh-huh, but yeah. let's let's be honest. I think that's more of a curtain raiser than the fact that it's been played over here says that it's a curtain raiser rather than the tour games. I'd say. What do you reckon, Murph? Well, I look. They wouldn't they wouldn't pick him if they had no intention of him being able to compete for the first for the for the test team. So he won't be the only one, will he? I mean, Stuart Hogg's going to be in that exercise. There's loads of players who are going to be in that situation. I don't really see. Yeah, but Stuart Hogg, you know, I, I suppose the point is that Stuart Hogg has perhaps a lot less to prove when right. he's seen his international class, whereas Simmons has got a handful of caps and is up against, you know, is up against Toby. So, Stuart, you know, if, if Stuart Hogg only played one game before the tests and was named at 15, I don't think, I don't think too many people would grumble. But No, Simmons I see what you mean. But by that same token, you could argue Sam Simmons has had no opportunity to prove himself and yet he still makes the cut. Yeah. He didn't get any chance to show what he can do in the Six Nations because Eddie didn't pick him, you know, and everything else, limited caps and all that. But he still made the cut, so I, I don't uh, like they, they they got that hard and fast rule. They they always go whether it's true or not. I don't know. Uh, the you you make the tour and then your form on the tour makes the test team. Obviously, it's not entirely the case, but you know that. And so if that's the case, then he go, he goes on the tour and he play. He, he plays well, he's going to be at least in the 23, isn't he? So, yeah, Simmons' selection for me shows just how uh valued he is. Mm. Like, you know, they they obviously really, really highly regard him. I know it's not a so, bolt, you know, a bolter and in inverted commas uh, because everyone's been calling it for months, but it also kind of is. You know, it's a guy who I don't know how many caps he's got for England, it's like two or three, isn't it? You know, it's not, it's not yeah, a lot. Really. I think he's had three caps and he wasn't even in the squad over for the six nations and that you know i don't know so i think it's i tell, tell you what would be amazing <laughs> this is hypothetical obviously <laughs> he, he goes on the tour he's a he's brilliant his first test uh first choice plays all three tests <laughs> comes back autumn internationals not in the england squad <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Eddie <laughs> leaves. Eddie leaves three months later <laughs> my favorite players are those players who have uh who have their finest their finest hours on Lions tours and go quiet, particularly the Indians. You know, you think about Simon Shaw. Simon Shaw again is another one of those players 
He's still oh, more as a lot player. player than he is an England hero, Jeremy isn't he? Davidson. That's a player. Jeremy Davidson. Jer- Jeremy Davidson, you know, that, those players. Although, to be fair, Davidson did play a lot for Ireland, didn't he? But they were cracking. Yeah, but he never hit the heights again. He never yeah. played as well. Obviously, he wasn't surrounded by Martin Johnson and, and you know, uh, Richard Hill. But so it's different. But even so, he, he, he looked like a world beater in 97. And then he was okay but, after that. But that's it, though, isn't it? Because a lot of the players are surrounded by... You know, just absolute quality all over that you you know you raise your game and it allows you to play the out and out game that probably a lot of the internationals want to play, but they end up covering and you know picking up the. Sure. Uh, it sounds it sounds harsh to say the slack, but they you know they, they, you do end up doing doing a bit of a bit of bit of a different role, don't you, or can do. I don't think it's Whereas, about I don't think it's about slack, and I think this is where you know we've all got our favourites and we've all got the players we want to see play for the Lions, and that's great, but. It is about building a side to win a Test series, and and a team to win a Test series is not the best fifteen players. The team to win the be- to to win a series is the best team that has the skills across the board, the form across the board, the ability to to beat South Africa. That's what it's all about. It's about building a side, not rewarding the best players. In uh, you know, obviously some of them are, will be in there, but it's it is about what they can do as a team unit. And with that in mind, gents, to finish. And I'm throwing this at you because I know that you are good enough to deal with it. I would like both of you, and I'll do the same, to pick your starting 15s for the first test if it was played tomorrow from this squad. So, you know. Shit in hell. I, I haven't even got a pen and paper. Can, can we do it all together? All right, Dan, we'll do it all together. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, if it's all together, you're picking by committee and it could take all night and then we're overrunning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah are we all going to be together? Yeah, but it's fun then. No, let's do. Let's do oh, three. Let's I don't do mind. Three. Either way, it's easy. What do you want to do? Should we toss a coin for it to see whether it's by committee? I don't mind. Well, well, it just we could just go shout out the number one, and then all of us pick a player. All right. Okay. Then there's no need to agree on it, then, is it? All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's start with you then, Murph. Number one. Uh, so the options are Win Jones, Rory Sutherland, and Mako Vinopola. Oh, it's probably Mako. I, I, oh, this, this is my selection. This is your it? selection, oh, Mark Gatland. I'll go Win Jones. I'm, I'm going Win Jones. Dan? Sutherland. Oh, very interesting. Now, 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 now that he's in, I think, mm. yeah. Okay, two. You didn't, you didn't even pick him in your squad, did you? I know. You and that's what, that's, that's yeah. what I said, but now that he's in. Brilliant. But most people couldn't pick him out of a bleeding lineup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm pretty disappointed I didn't mention him actually because <laughs> I have rated him. But two, Murph, uh, Ken, Kenneth. Uh, all right, I'm going Ken as well. Yeah, and you, Dan? Uh, yeah, yeah Ken as well. Yeah. Okay, tight head three. Furlong. Well, yeah, Furlong. Furlong. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Four. Captain. Four. AWJ. Yeah. Alan Wynn. Ditto. Five. I, I, it's, I mean, it's Marrow, but you, I could easily see it being Laws. Marrow Toji. I'm going Marrow Toji. Courtney Laws. You're going Laws, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, Dan. Like it. Uh, just keeping us on our toes here. I'm, I'm basically just copying. I'm like. I'm getting excited. Though. I'm like the dull kid at the school who's just copying Murph's homework here, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> what did you say, Murph? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go next. I'm going to go for six. Okay. Have I done that? I've no idea where I'd pick at six. Uh, Navidi. No, sorry, sorry. Sorry, oh, sorry no, Murph. It's too That was hurtful. Oh, dear. And why have I just chosen that? Point in time to choose a six. I've got no idea who's going to play six. Murph, who's who's at six for you? Uh, probably Tom Curry. Tom Curry. Okay. Yeah. Dan, who's at six for you? Curry. Yes, Curry. Do you know what? Of this side, he's picked. I'm going Tyke Burn at six. Yeah, that wouldn't be Ooh. beyond the realms of. And I think, and I think he, I think he's in pole position at the moment, just given how many bloody second rows there are inside. I so it's also do. extra line-up presence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was just going to say that there. <laughs> Point that. Okay. Uh, open side. Hey, Mishumi. Tipperick. Tipperick. Oh, Jed, this is a big one for you. 
Well, I'd go Curry at seven. Oh, yeah, you've got the option of Curry. I've yeah, got the option of Curry at seven. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, good, good point that, Murph. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, right, and then, all right, Toby at eight. Everyone goes Toby at eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, um, there is actual competition there with Simmons and, and Conan on the tour. So it might not be as cast iron as we think, you know? All right. Yeah. So to quickly recap, Murph's pack was Wynne Jones, Ken Owens, Tyg Furlong, Alan Wynne Jones, Mario Toji, Tom Curry, Hamish Watson, and Toby Falatow. Mine was basically the same, but with uh, but with Ty Byrne, yeah, with Byrne, Curry, and uh, and Falato. and Dan's was Sutherland, Ken Owens, Furlong, Alan Jones, Courtney Laws, and then uh, Curry, Tipperick, and Falato. I mean, these are great options, aren't they? They really are. Right, let's go into the backs. Nine. This, uh, the, the way he's reading these out again sounds like we're going to be held to him at some stage. Yeah, it's going to I be forget, recalled. Isn't it? I forget who I picked. Like, all I remember, like I'm literally all I can think now is Josh Navidi is good. If I'm in a if I'm in a default position, that's all I know. If someone asks me <laughs> what do you believe in, I'm just like Josh Navidi is great. That's it. That's all I know. I forget what I said last week. All I know is every prediction I've made this year has been bloody awful. I thought I thought Alan Wynne Jones was coming towards the end of his career. I thought Wayne Pivak was. You weren't alone there. You I thought alone. I thought England were going to win the Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah, you were alone there. Well, exactly. Right, scrum off. Murray, Murray for me, Dan. Gareth. He's <laughs> just been Tommy opposite here, isn't he? <laughs> no, it's because of the ten. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I don't well. Bigger for me. Yeah, bigger, yeah. Bigger, yeah. I bigger could play out bigger could play outside off with me providing the service. That's how good he is. Um, it's um, a shame because if um bigger's your ten, it's unlikely they they're gonna have to go unless you pick Farrell at twelve, I don't I, I wouldn't, but if you pick Farrell at twelve, then Finn Russell makes the bench. But if you if you if Farrell doesn't make the starting lineup. He's definitely going to be on the bench because of the amount of cover he provides yeah. at mm. ten and, and centre, which means Finn Russell gets if that it goes that way. Finn Russell gets no involvement in the test matches. Yeah, which is a shame for me. Not you know. Not, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. at one stage last autumn, I thought he was my he was the test yeah. 10, out no test ten. I was I was thinking build the side around him. Yeah, but form's gone the other way, and that, you know that happens. Uh, he can still he yeah. can still go out there on those pitches and. And, and be amazing, you know, and force his way into it. But uh, at the moment, on, uh, I think, I mean, it, his problem now is he hasn't played a game for a while because he's actually suspended. Unless, so, unless you have, and we're getting to the bench now, but you have Finn Russell as your 10 cover on the bench and you have Daly as 13, 14, 15, 11. Well, if, if, if Farrell plays 12, then Finn Russell's definitely on the bench. But it, I, I personally wouldn't on mm. current form. I wouldn't have Farrell in my side, so that's why that's why I just brought up Finn. All right. Well, that, this, that, this is this is going to get very interesting now. Right. <laughs> in the sense, you want to get centres? Go on, Dan. You're itching to go here. Yeah, I've just be, as you boys been talking that I could have done with a couple more minutes, but I'm, I'm going to go with Henshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, Henshaw. Henshaw, and oh, this is. I'm going to go daily. I'm gonna. I like it. I do it's, like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Murph? Uh, Bundyaki. What? Well, yeah, like that. Pardon? Bundyaki at 12 and 13. Henshaw and Bundyaki. I think Henshaw. when they play for Ireland, they, they don't particularly decide. They, I think they go left and right a lot of the time. They don't really okay. they chop and change. Bundyaki. Uh... I, I could see that on the combo front again. This, I bet, yeah. Right. It's, I'm sticking to my guns of uh, of Chris Harris is going to be the the biggest hero in the history of uh, in the history of Lions, and I'm going to go. I'm glad, I'm glad we're all diverging. No, that's good. No, I'm going Henshaw and Harris. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This I is think, interesting. Yeah, I'm just not sure that Aki. Off, I mean, not that Harris is necessarily a an explosive centre, nor is Henshaw. Um, but I'm sticking to my guns now. Right, uh, wingers. This is, these are the only three positions that I've known for months that what I would pick here. Really? So I'll, so I'll go first. And this, for me, is, is nailed on. 
not nailed on as in it's going to happen, but if I was picking the side, this would be it. Mm. Liam Williams, 11. Yeah. Stuart Hargett, fullback. Anthony Watson, 14. Yeah, I mean, of, of those three, Stuart Hogg, I think, is probably the firmest choice across the back three, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. He's probably got a nail down, and then it depends whether you want to find room for Liam because he's such a... I don't know what, what, what word I'd be looking for. I mean, he's obviously an actual fullback, but I'd be tempted to go for out-and-out -out finishers at wing. Would you? Yeah, so I'd like to see Resamit. I can't. I can't... You know, when he gets out there and he's playing on firm, you know, I know I say this all the time, he's playing on the firm pitches uh, and things open up. Like, he's going to be in space a lot, you know. And although, you know, there's there's proper competition in Josh Adams and uh, Anthony Watson, I think he would be on my one wing. So long as he takes to the environment well, on the you know, at the start of the tour, he'd be in my test team. And then it's a straight shootout for me between Watson on, and Josh Adams on the other wing. Interesting. The Stuart Hogg, is, Stuart Hogg, I think, is uh, is right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you for your final selection, Dan. Back three thoughts. Yes, yeah, this is this is not not easy, not easy for me. I, I'd I'd go I'll go Hogg at fifteen. Anthony Watson on one wing. And Lloyd Williams on the other. <laughs> Crossfield kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Josh Adams. Really? Tough. Yeah, tough. Yeah, tough calls. First test. First test. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with that. I think the only reason I've I've been so sure of mine is I I do think that the first test is going to be a kicking battle. It's at altitude. It's yeah, the the ball is going to fly. You're going to have to, and we know what South Africa are like. Right, they kick from nine, they kick from ten, they kick from fifteen. They and they chase hard on the wings. So I think you are going to need some absolute bomb disposers in that side. Which, exactly. If that is what's going to happen, you know, the Loftus or whatever it is, and it's just a kicking uh, duel for a, not all the game, but large parts of the game, then your back three is the back three that you would go with because they're all 15, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just going romantic and I'm going to go um, Hog, Louis Rees, Samet, and Watson based on the fact we're just going to play the like the 1974 Lions. Yeah, it's uh, the first test is Joburg, actually. Two of the tests are in Joburg, which right. is out. Well, that's still that's, that's that's altitude, still, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, and that's that's all I'm thinking is you you can't afford to yeah. As England found out in uh, in the World Cup final, you can't afford to to have a a bad day under the high ball. And I just think Liam Williams is still uh, you know world class under the high ball. Watson has the you know has has played enough at fullback and offers you a great threat going forward, and Hogg is a you know is, a, is magnificent under the high ball. Biggers are great under the high ball, but also those those kicking options. If you can pin South Africa back, as you know as Hogg has the potential to do, then I think yeah I, I think you could be onto a winner. But have you ever been to Joburg? I've never been to South Africa. Full stop. Have you? My yeah. aunt used my aunt used to live there though. In well, the, I, uh, I, went to, the I went to Joburg when I was first uh, dating my wife and um, on the way back it's, I didn't know this no one told me but Joe because of the altitude it's one of the longest commercial runways in the world because it takes the plane so longer to get up to speed because the air is thinner and I had been um, having a couple of uh, nights socialising shall I say with the flight deck while we were there if you know what I mean and on the way back it was all laughy jokey and it was taking so long to taxi I thought we were just driving home <laughs> it was just going on forever, and I said, like, "Hang on, there must be something, must be something wrong with the flight deck. They're not, they're not pulling the lead, not pulling what they call it, the tiller. They're not pulling the tiller back, and it's because they need to get up the extra speed because they're they're already at, I don't know, eight thousand feet is it or something? I don't know. So yeah, I, I wasn't back in those days. I wasn't a very comfortable flyer. So uh, yeah, squeaky bum time that was for me. Uh, I think we can add another thing to the list, which is a. Uh... An aviation podcast that we now are. <laughs> yeah. 
I've got the headset for it, so uh, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> That's right. You, you look like you're working in the control tower. <laughs> <laughs> and you two would be the last two I'd want as pilots. Yeah. Like, you know, Murph, Murph's on the brandy and coke, and Dan's Dan's in the back of an Uber somewhere, about forty-five minutes away from the airport. Yeah. Uh, right. Have you settled on it? Have you settled on a back three here, Murph? Yeah, I did. I just went the romantic route. I, I went. I went hog. Elaz Anthony Watson. All right. Well, just to recap then. Frighteningly quick, isn't it? God. Just to recap, this is my back division. And that's 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 what the South Africa back three is going to be. Oh, it is. And there's a lot yeah. to, there's a lot to be said for sprinter's pace. And I think that that's where I don't know, that's where I'd love to see LRZ in in my you know, with on the bench for me, bringing him on 55 minutes. Uh, but again, it, it's it's so difficult, isn't it? Because you do need that cover. You do need that cover on the bench of and that's where you know someone like Daly becomes very interesting. Um, well, if if you look across, if you look across the selections in the, in the back three, there's loads of pace there. I mean, even if the outside the ones I mentioned, Josh Adams is not exactly slowsy. Uh, one Van der Merwe can shift. So um, the, the, probably the only one there who's not lightning is Liam Williams. That's true. That is true. The the, 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 the Johnny May's left out, and you know I think the probably the most telling. Uh, uh, sequence of events in the whole season was what, that kick ahead by Callum Sheedy where fucking Al-Azad just took off and 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 um, Johnny May was just chewing dust in behind him and um, that's why you know the young kids on the plane and the 30 year old is staying home as far as I'm concerned anyway Yeah I think you're probably right I think you're probably right but look I think what that exercise has demonstrated is there's loads and loads of excitement within there I don't know overall I like yeah, as you can say I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about this squad Dan are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, really, really positive about it. Yeah, Murph. I, I mean, I know I'm obviously in denial about Josh Navidi, as <laughs> and, and you're going through the grieving stage right now. But that's <laughs> yeah, the different stages of grief. Yeah, no, I'm still on the first stage of grief, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not in even, denial. Wasn't even nine hours ago. Oh, yeah, it was nine hours and twenty minutes ago. Uh, oh no, actually, it was it was less than that because they dragged they dragged the announcement out so far, didn't they? Oh, Jeff? actually, can we finish <laughs> on this? I'm just, I'm just loading the bullets. Off you go. Right. <laughs> Murph, get yourself another steak. Dan, get yourself another non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> this, this, this really got under my skin today because I thought I was, I was so, ex- having said the whole time, oh, I'm just going to be relieved when it's done. I'm not excited about the announcement. I was so excited today. I couldn't do any work. And then it got to 12 o'clock. I was like, right, stick Sky Sports News on. And it's going to be like it was in previous years where you'll have, uh, you know, you have a load of conjecture, but then they'll have time dedicated to uh, time dedicated to the Lions announcement because they're the host broad. You know, they'll be the the not the host broadcast, but they'll be the the UK broadcaster of it, and they're going to plug it really hard. So boring was the coverage, the the Lions official coverage on the YouTube channel, that these are things that Sky Sports News cut to ahead of talking about rugby. <laughs> The champion, the Champions League final, which they have no rights for. There was uh, coverage of who Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate will name in his friend squad for the friendlies ahead of the Euros, which they have no rights for. Well, no, they might have rights for that. I can't remember. Uh, in- no, no, if it's a friendly, no one's got any interest in it. Well, way. exactly. They had uh, they had an interview with former. Chelsea midfielder Eddie Newton, who is such a dated reference that Dan will Dan remember Dan will remember Eddie Newton. You know that's going back to yeah, the when, good player when Chelsea were crap. He wasn't even a good player. Like why, why am I why am I hearing from Eddie Newton instead of hearing about rugby? Uh, but I don't know. The whole thing for me was really really odd because and again I've I had like I had Sky Sports News on the telly and then was looking at the the the, the official YouTube channel on my phone. Just so drawn out. I was like guys. It's great that you've put it on YouTube and you're trying to attract younger audiences and stuff, but everyone thinks this is boring as shit. Imagine what the, imagine what younger audiences are thinking of this. This is your opportunity to market the game because the Lions is something that people outside of the hardcore rugby audience really give a shit about. And it's so boring that Sky, you're, who've paid for the rights, don't want to cover <laughs> yeah, well, I felt sorry. Is it Lee McKenzie, the girl who? Uh, yeah, and she's a very good broadcaster. I felt sorry for her talking to a bloody hologram. <laughs> it's like a really shit episode of Crystal Maze. 
or, or even remember my, oh, you're too young but nightmare no, i remember i love nightmare just talking to a bloody special effect i mean bloody <laughs> hell uh, anyway, you know, in response to your question, uh, yeah, I am excited. Even even in years <laughs> when there's been ma- massive travesty, travesties of selection in the past, you know, you can't help but being be excited. I would just, I'd just be happier if Josh and uh, Johnny Gray were in the squad. But you know, you you can't have it all. I, I at least we got, <laughs> at least we got. Well, uh, let's have, have a quick pat on the back before we go. We got the hookers right, and probably everyone in the country did. And we called, we called all the uh, emissions, all the shock emissions, which weren't shocks at all. So Sexto, Jonathan Davis, Johnny May, I called. I'm having that one. Uh, who else did we call? Oh, Billy, Big Billy as well. So yeah, we did call all the emissions. Yeah. So let's, you know, big pat on the back. Uh, got the hookers right. Everything else was useless. And we weren't, <laughs> we weren't far off. We probably yeah. could have seen uh, Ali Price come in because Thomas uh, Thomas Williams, Thomas, oh. uh, yeah, nearly, Thomas <laughs> just haven't had enough rugby. He hasn't been in the spotlight enough, even, you know, when he plays for his club, which he hasn't done much. If I'm honest, I didn't see Tommy Price come in at all. I thought no. that, I thought he might, because it's third choice scrum off, I thought he might take a punt on either Thomas or Kieran Hardy. I didn't see. Well, it was, it was always, the, because it was the, the third slot, it was always a chance that he wasn't gonna. He was just gonna play a safe and go for the guy who's got the games under his belt, if you know what I mean. Because it could end up being thrust into the first team. Um, so, but you know, we we I, I'll, I'll freely admit I was biased towards the Tom Thomas Williams there. While we're talking about biased, did anyone listen to the official Harlequins podcast? Oh no, sorry. I mean, uh, Five Lives Rugby Union Weekly. <laughs> the Danny Care. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Danny Care and and uh, and Marcus Smith at nine and ten. It's like, come on, boys. Like, I'm not just saying this because he's a mate. It's like you are. That's exactly why you're saying it because he presents the fucking show. That's why you're saying it. Like, yeah. you know, Care. As you said, Care's a brilliant player. He's 34, and he's never ever started for England. I, I, I thought you. I thought he might have had the nod, as you know. Yeah, you mentioned it, but I, I just took the view. Yeah, his his club form's going. I think well. he thought he might have the nod <laughs> because Harlequins have been going well under new management. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're suddenly a world beater. It just means the system. I tell you, what makes him look good a lot. Is bloody Alex Dombrand. He's a wonderful player. He's always got the option of Alex Dombrand all the time. All the time, there's yeah. lots. There's lots of nines who would like. Great him. player. Yeah, and can't get a look in. Well, obviously, those couple of years back, he he couldn't get a look in, and did he? No, I mean he, he's got to get in his national side first. So, yeah, um, well, yeah, but that's that's yeah, exactly. that's impossible. Yeah, as, as Sam Simmons has proven, it's easier to get in the Lions side than it is to get in <laughs> it is to get in Eddie James's yeah. side. Right, rants over. Optimi- <laughs> optimism levels high, uh, and I think that will probably do us for this week. Thank you, boys. Appreciate that. Giving up your giving up your Thursday night. Dan Killick hasn't eaten for forty eight hours, so he's got to go and have himself a, a hot panini. Um, I enjoyed that though. I, I do feel now, a lot more relaxed. Yeah, back to work now. Feel a lot more relaxed though. So thanks. <laughs> Thank Dan, you. Dan, money never sleeps. Killick is off to uh, is off to play the markets deep into the night. Yeah, I'll change change my tie, put a different one on, and, uh, and get back out there. I think. Put his stripy braces on. That's it. That's it. Full Gordon <laughs> Gecko mode. Murph, right, would you message? Murph, would you send? Would you DM me where you got the glasses from, please? You're welcome. Uh, I think they're London Retro. Lovely. I, lovely. Bought them off the in- I bought them off the internet. They look yeah, even very- weirder because it's gone dark. They're very smart. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, we're, we're flogging this horse now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right, let's call it a night then, shall we, fellas? Right, thank you to Murph. <laughs> thank you to Dan Kulik. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you want to get some top quality coffee, you can do it at socoffeetrades.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to chat rugby with you. Uh, we've got the Rainbow Cup to look forward to, haven't we, this weekend? So we'll be back on Monday when don't expect spirits to be this high. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.